Hi, I'm DTE. Your power's out, but that's a good thing. Think of all the money you're saving this winter, because we here at DTE charge some of the highest electricity rates in the country. And besides, cold weather mammals live longer. That's just a fact. It's all made possible by bribing your elected officials, and it's all perfectly legal. How much money are you giving to politicians? What uh, exactly are your contributions or your donations? With all due fairness, though, Attorney General, you are one of the politicians who has accepted money from DTE in the past. That's true. I absolutely have. If I don't take this money, they're definitely going to be giving this money to my opponent. The power's out. Again. Deal with it, Michigan, and we'll all get used to it together. Detroit, it's no BS News Hour with my main man, Na 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 bullshit! Consistent breaking news. Double bullshit! Double bullshit! This week's episode taped live from Drew's basement. Hello, this is Sock Puppet Charlie. Real Puppet Charlie is up at the lake drinking beer at his shack. Red is probably high and passed out at the Hotel Normandy. Karen just did want of work today. So please sit back and enjoy this. The 4th of July special. The best of the No Bullshit News Hour. Oh, let's take a look at all the developments going on around town, says the newspaper. The Hudson skyscraper should be finished next year. Should it? Remember, we're going to have 20% low income housing. Well, Red went and checked that out. Red got his... Section 8 voucher. I was going to say, she got good, perfect. And he wants a penthouse <laughs> facing Canada. Because when he looks out his penthouse, he wants to see the American dream. He deserves So that's that. why he wants to look at Windsor. He deserves <laughs> So let's roll the tape. This is awesome. This is Byron and Red. Awesome. Trailers for sale or rent. Put me out the house on divorce for lent for 50 cents. No phone, no what I got, no pet. Started from the bottom, ain't got no cigarettes. But two hours of pushing broom by the eight by twelve four bedroom. I'm a man of no means, by no means, king of the world. I'm calling in regards to, uh, I want to get one of the apartments down in the uh, skyscraper when it's done. And I know it's supposed to be some low-income housing available, and I got my Section 8 voucher, so I was wondering what do I need to do to apply for one of the apartments. Man, staying at the Normandy can turn from a short-term stay to a lifetime sentence, and I ain't trying to do that. I think I found my way up out of this place. I thought maybe I could get something new in, in the new skyscraper when it's done, looking at Canada. And with low income, I got my Section 8 voucher and everything. I'm no ready to go. I don't know what's going on with that building. I don't even know if they're going to have um, any type of housing in that building. They're still two years out. Oh, I, what I thought when they gave, went to the city with the plans, they said it was going to be residential with a mm-hmm. 20% low income. Yeah, we don't have any information on the husband side of us now. Man, skip that. I'm about to go down here and find out what's going on. You ain't gonna tell me you don't know nothing. And for my section, ain't about to go down here and talk to somebody in person. So after not getting much information on the phone, I decided it'd probably be better if I go down there and try to talk to somebody in person. <laughs> but you know what they say, excuse over the phone, truth in your face. Oh man, I can't wait. 
I'm wanting to live right there. Yep, yep, that's it. High rise, look at Canada. Yeah, I can't wait, baby. Moving on up. Yeah, buddy. Ooh. I'm gonna use this voucher, I'm gonna be living good. They're gonna be wondering, how did I make it happen? Thanks, Dan. 20% low income housing. I can't fucking wait. Hell yeah. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, I'm waiting on these apartments to get done. I wanted to move in. Y'all know when they're going to be finished? A year. One year. One year? What they say. Oh, man, I hope they do it quicker than that. My Section 8 voucher is going to expire by then. That, that 20% low-income living. I'm looking. I got mine. I'm ready to go. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you, fellas. Yeah. Have a good one. You too, now. Hey, what's good, brother? Slow motion. I'm uh, wondering how long before it be done. I'm, I'm ready to move on in. That I got my Section 8 voucher and everything. Almost two years. Two years? Almost two. Oh, shit. My voucher be expired by then. They told me 20%. I'm going to have to reapply for Section 8. You're going to have to in two years. In two years. God damn it. Let me go over here and see if I can go ahead and reserve it then. It'll take a Section 8 voucher reserve or something. Thanks a lot, brother. Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> Let me go to the office and check with the office. These guys don't know what they're talking about. They only took them seven years to put a building together. I don't think no. You got no timing. I'll find out. Make my Section 8 voucher expire. You're going to the construction. Yes, some man. Let's see if this going to happen. Hey, how you doing today? Good. Is there someone in the office I can speak with? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I blew him off. How you doing today? I want to speak to somebody. I got my Section 8 voucher and I want to reserve my apartment in the skyscraper when it's done. How long will it be before it's finished? What do I do? I just told you. I just asked you how long will it be finished because I want to reserve my Section 8 apartment in the skyscraper. Dan you said it'd be low. Go, go, go where? To the site? I was over there. That, Go. Where is that? Nobody can tell me anything? Wow. How you doing? You, 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 all right, you know about the skyscraper over here? I, I do, but uh, I can't speak to that. You'll have to go with Bedrock. I have to go with Bedrock? Yes. Now, where's Bedrock at? They are down the road on Woodward. Down the so road on Woodward? You can go their address, you'll see it. Okay, because I'm just trying to see if I can reserve my Section 8 apartment for the 20% low income that's going to be in there. So I'm trying to get a jump start. I want to be up on the penthouse looking at the Canadian side. Bedrock's for folks that you need to see. All right. So, All right. But how long do you think it'll be done for us? Oh, uh, Philly. Can't answer that? Nope, Say Bedrock. Everything needs to go through Bedrock. Bedrock. All right. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. I ain't let my Section 8 expire. <laughs> I need to get my apartment. I want to live downtown, too. Shit. So after leaving the construction office, that one guy told me where to go. That's pretty cool of him. I got to thinking, damn, why was the other guy such an asshole? What? What you doing here? Well, he's asking you a question. And then I couldn't even understand him. At least you could be an asshole that I could understand. Hey, you can you go, go there and ask them there. Go, go where? Okay, go where? I was over there. Well, that, where is that? After walking around a city that has Gilbert's name tattooed across itself, I finally found the place. I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, I want to know who I had talked to about reserving my uh, apartment down in the new skyscraper. Oh, reserving it? Yeah, um, this bedrock, yes, right? The skyscraper down the street? The one that's there on building? Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be 20% low income. I got my Section 8. I want me a damn penthouse in the skyscraper. <laughs> So I was trying to see who I talked to. You can give us a call and we can um, talk, transfer you to the right people, but they don't work in this building. Oh, they don't work? This is just the headquarters. This, wait a minute, this is the headquarters, but they're not in the headquarters? <laughs> no. Okay. They have to work in the buildings and other stuff. So, so how long before you think the building, the skyscraper done? Because I don't want my um, voucher to expire. The beginning of next year. Beginning of next year? So less than a year. Yeah, probably. Okay, because uh, I only get six months on this voucher. I don't need it expiring on me. You say okay. just give them a call. Is this number right here? Yeah, yeah. you can call me there, and then I can transfer you to the right Okay. I just got one more question for y'all. Yeah. So I was kind of expecting to move in today. Okay. That's not going to happen, is oh, it? No. Mm -hmm. 
uh, uh, Section 8 is going to run out here in six months. So, it's not happening. No, I don't think so. Damn. All right, thank y'all. Looks like I'm back at the goddamn normal. One, two, shit, at this rate, five years. Fuck. King of the world. Brett deserves an award for that. What, right? Now, they gave... By the way, all his facts is correct, too. Exactly. But, so we got three different times. Less than a year, a year, and two years. More than two years. More than two years. Yeah. You have a headquarters, but nobody's working in the headquarters. Thank you. So the guy wants you to call him outside of the building for him to transfer you to somebody that's also not in the building to get an answer that he doesn't know about. Red wants to move into the skyscraper. Who do you call to book a room? They don't... Uh, Hello? Hello? It's not that hard. It's a swindle. Yep. Oh, my God. And again, again, if you do the work, copper, you'll know this. We send Dan a check every year. It's not a tax rebate. It's a tax collection. Nothing's going on. He gets a check. So the latest hustle coming out of Detroit City Hall, uncork everybody's property taxes in the state of Michigan to ignite development in the city. Mayor Mike wants to increase taxes by 50 bucks on vacant lots like this. And then he wants to cut taxes by millions on skyscrapers owned by billionaires like this. And that's supposed to create billions of dollars in development. But how, Mike? Look at the skyscrapers we've already paid hundreds of millions of dollars for in Detroit. What a joke. So desperate to cover the failure of the mega welfare to billionaires, the mayor, the governor, and the billionaire himself had a ribbon cutting ceremony. And after decades of use, it was left to decay. But today it is opening with over 200 apartments, a hotel, an event space, multiple restaurants. This will be critical in the new chapter for the city of Detroit. Downtown Babs ain't buying. Is it done? No, it's not. They still have more work to do. What about that up there? What about that? Well, what about that? What about that? What about that? And what about that? And what about that? And what about that? And 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 that? So where'd they get this lame brain idea? A study of 17 podunk towns in Pennsylvania that was paid for by the billionaire. Here's Evansburg, Pennsylvania. Here's Titusville. Pennsylvania. Now they want to play with your property taxes, Michigan. Remember, those taxes pay for schools. And here's a school in Duggins, Detroit, with a crack house right across the street. Take down the drug house, please. They say a man's home is his castle, but the money mob and his henchmen want to penetrate the walls. I say, throw them in the moat. I'm Grace Carroll, and I'm third generation of American Coney Island. People say Detroit's a comeback city. I say, where you been? We've been here for over 100 years. My family's been here on the same corner, serving our famous proprietary American Coney Island hot dog. So like always, we're keeping things fresh, updated, and new. 
We'd love to have you come downtown and visit us, but if you can't, you can always go to AmericanConeyIsland.com, order a Coney kit, get it delivered fresh right to your door. If you're a struggling comedian living in a Skid Row hotel on Detroit's east side, and you're thinking of a career change or perhaps applying to Harvard, you'll want help with your personal statement. So try the latest thing in artificial intelligence, Jive GPT. It'll have you speaking the King's English in no time. I grew up in a house so fucked up. Instead of my mama teaching me the ABCs, she showed me how to slang PCP. Mine was a difficult childhood. It was at once the best of times and the worst of times. We were so fucking broke that when I was a kid, my mama had to put shit on layaway at the dollar store. She didn't even like me much neither. From the time I popped out of her coochie, she wouldn't let me suck on her titties. Talking about, let's just be friends. Mother dearest struggled, but even during those dreary evenings when there was but scant a thimble of milk, Mumsy quenched our hunger with a warm and friendly approbation. It be what it be. We was broke as a joke, but I always had little homies sleeping with me, no matter how many times the sheriff put us out the house. Every crib we moved to either had rats, roaches, or bed bugs. And shit, sometimes all three. And dig it. Don't believe the hype. Because raccoons don't even bite that hard. Yes, we were poor, yet we had fun. That's one thing Mumsy made sure of. Wait a moment. That's inaccurate. Jive GPT, I believe you're misconstruing the tenor, if not the context, of my feelings and emotions. Shit, I dig what you're laying down, home slice. Mama didn't raise no fool, you jive ass turkey. Jive GPT, street slang to your college thing, and a no money back guarantee. Tracy Kornack, a slip and fall lawyer from Grand Rapids, and the treasurer of the Michigan Democratic Party was accused last month by a nursing home director of trying to scam an insurance company of $50,000 in the name of an elderly brain damaged woman. That nursing home director, Joe LeBlanc, has since been fired. That's not the reason they gave me, but I think that's pretty much it. Um, but you know, what are you gonna do? I, I feel like I did the right thing. Um, you know, if somebody came to me and said, I think your business manager is shady, like, I'd be grateful. Meanwhile, Kornak and the Democrats are silent, hoping it all dies away. No way, we say. So we went to Grand Rapids to find Kornak's office. Tracy Kornak? No. Was it ever? I don't think so. Nope, not here either. P.O. box? What kind of law office is that? That's a very small, must be little furniture in that office. Finding no office, we went to Kornak's house in suburban Grand Rapids. Hello? People were inside. I saw the blinds moving, but they pretended they weren't inside. I'd like to talk to you about one of your clients. Did, in fact, your daughter apply $50,000 of care to this old woman? And why are you using somebody else's tax ID number? There is no record of your daughter being there. We like answers. We care about our old people. And then someone screamed out the window. Get the fuck out of that mailbox. I just caught you on camera. Say what? Let's hear that one more time. Get the fuck out of that mailbox! I just caught you on camera! M. Effer, from the upstairs window, 
not what I'd expect from one of the most powerful Democrats in Michigan. That was friendly. Must be a lawyer. Neighbor said, I shouldn't be surprised. I moved in here. First thing she said to me was, move your car to my way my mailbox while we're unpacking, so. And ever since then, it's just been hate. Oh, never spoke to me. Never waved, nothing. Only that one time. That's the only time I've ever spoken with her. Really? How, how long have you lived here? Six years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So when my husband's outside, like we had somebody measuring for the property lines. You can't put up a fence there. That's my property line. So, guy said, no, it's not. That's the property line. So. Tracy, why can't you be nicer to your neighbor Terry over here? In the end, this is about the elderly of Michigan and how we treat them. Governor Gretchen Whitmer still refuses to address the true number of nursing home dead under her COVID policies. And her treasurer, Tracy Kornack, refuses to address $50,000 in mysterious billings she tried to pocket in the name of a brain-damaged woman. And the man who blew the whistle on this all, he's out on his ass. I mean, at the end of the day, I want to look back and be able to say five, ten years from now, I did the right thing. And, um, you know, to hell with the consequences, really. But, um, no, I, I knew what was going to happen. I knew this was going to come. And... Um, I really feel good about what was said and what was done. And this is why people are afraid to do right by each other. The consequences. Joe's not afraid, and we're not afraid. We'll stay on this. We promise. You know what they didn't report? What? I show up on my boat. It's a water restaurant. My wife is inside with her friends. I... Uh, they were supposed to meet me at the boat. Of course, nobody does what I want. So I got to anchor the boat. I got to walk into the water, into the restaurant to get them so I can get the, get out of there. Okay? The it's a she-she restaurant in this place called Shelter Island. Not really my seat. Um, but my wife is actually popular and people love her so she can go to these places. So I am going inside to get her. I walk up the stairs and my nine-year-old has greeted me at the time she was nine. Now she's going to be 13 in a couple weeks. And... She says, oh, we're upstairs, come upstairs. She leads me up the stairs. I see these guys stop her on the way up, which is not unusual. People talk to her all the time. She's a funny kid. She's a chatty kid. And I see her kind of looking at them a little quizzically, and she leaves. I walk up, and one of these three assholes says, uh, hey, Fredo, will you take a picture? And I look at him. I said, what'd you call me? <laughs> and he's like, what? What, isn't that your name? I said, I don't know. Is your name Bitch? Is that your name? And yeah, there's three of them, and I see them size up a little bit. And as you guys don't know, um, I have spent more time uh, studying how to fight in self-defense than most people have spent in school. And this is all I know. This is all I do. I see scenarios all over all the time. And here's what was unfair to me. They called me Fredo to my nine-year-old daughter. And all the media was told that. And none of them reported it. I wonder why. I wonder why. Because it takes the sting out of me being a bully. Because I'll give you an immutable truth. You find me a woman or a man who will say differently than this. Oh, yeah, you can stop my kid. Who's a kid? Okay, they're not 30. You can stop my nine-year-old and call me an insult to them, to my child, and I'll be cool. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me that's you. You're full of shit if you say that's you. Mm -hmm. Because they matter most to us. And that's why I was hot. And the fact that I did not put hands on those guys is a triumph. And what I was told, because I'm the one who told CNN about what happened. I said, this is what happened. These guys came at me. We got in the thing. The guy pulled out the camera. I was like, I'm glad you got the camera out. I want people to hear this. Three guys. You said you were going to beat my ass. You touched me. I said, don't touch me again. That was a warning. I didn't even have to give him. As soon as he touched me, I could have used this and changed how he looked for the rest of his life. And I didn't. And it was mature. And it was the right response. This message of uplift is brought to you by business and personal wealth advisor Luke Nowacki, who reminds you that what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but never enter the kingdom of God? But while you're waiting, Nowacki wants you to remember that overreaction is not a sound financial strategy. So call Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748 for sound 
financial advice. How you doing? What's the word, man? You work here? No. The Michigan State shooting rampage did not have to be. The gunman, Anthony McRae, was known to authorities. You got any weapons on you or anything like that? Yeah. You have a weapon on you? Yeah. What do you have? Uh, 380. 380? Come on, put your hands on your back real quick. I'm just going to detain you for a second, okay? Can you put your cigarette out? He was arrested for carrying a concealed pistol in 2019, which would have prevented him from buying a gun. But the prosecutor agreed to a plea deal, a misdemeanor, transporting a loaded weapon in a vehicle. But McRae didn't have a car. He had a bicycle. The charge was a fabrication to push the case through the system. Ingham County, home of state government and Michigan State University, isn't serious about gun laws. The self-described progressive prosecutor has moved on. He's now a state judge. There have been 81 mass shootings in America since MSU. 81. Thoughts and prayers. And then they move on. But we refuse to move on. We want answers. You know, this is an individual who, first of all, um, you know, had just been removed from probation. We know that during the period of time that he was on probation, it was extended. We're still not clear on why that was. Um, and he had this very recent weapons offense. We do so little to prevent people who are in that set of circumstances. I mean, somebody who is men having mental health issues, somebody who just, just had been uh, illegally possessing a gun, and look how easy it was for him to uh, obtain a, a weapon, even in the wake of all that. So we went to the Ingham County Courthouse. McRae was sentenced to transporting a firearm in a vehicle, a misdemeanor. That lesser charge allowed him to later legally purchase his murder weapon. McRae was given probation and twice blew it off. He was warned by the judge, but never spent a day in jail. If he violates probation, you send him to jail, up to two years. They did nothing. There was a welfare check at the address on Howell Street on February 5th, but was not related to the accused. An LPD has not been called in any way to any shots fired at this address. We now know the frat house of Lansing politics likes to play with words. A bicycle is a car. Jail is just an abstract. And gun charts aren't shots at all if cops don't write it down. But listen to the neighbors. Police responded a whopping 134 times to this sleepy neighborhood between the night McRae was arrested for the gun and the night he went on his murder spree. McRae often fired a pistol from his back porch. The police said there was never any calls out here, but I found out they'd been out here over 100 times in three years. Oh, they've responded over there several times. I don't know if it was, you know, because of, you know, their problem that they had over there, but there's always been problems on that corner. I've seen you know, the police presence show up quite a bit in the past couple of years. Was it over gunshots usually? I've heard gunshots, in the, you know, yes. Did you hear gunshots? Coming, you're right behind him. Yeah, I was in the backyard one day. I scared the shit on when I was back there working in the yard. Was... It was when he was on probation, he was still firing that gun? Oh my, and the police were out here. Two or three times I seen him come down right after the. He shot one of the police was there. He did. Yeah. While the police were here. Yeah. He, you could hear him shooting. He shot one time. Yeah. And you you were here too. Yeah, I heard that police wasn't there and struck. I don't know if he he heard or no. I don't know if I can hear in my in my videos. I don't know if I can hear that shot. But yeah. Oh, you have videos of the police here. Yeah, I got videos, but I don't know if I can go way long back. Hmm. Yeah. So some videotape of the police here. It's coming down to your word and the chief. And I know the truth when I see it. Freedom of Information Act cost me $1,000. I want every call to service in the last 44 months. You know how many there were? 134. For over here? This house, just, just, just the houses around it only. They're, they're using the house, like saying there was no calls to the actual house. It was to the area. So, you know what I mean? They're using that as an excuse that that wasn't for that issue. But for the gunshots. Obviously, it, it was. But Just nobody could pinpoint the house. So, 
But I talked to a few neighbors. They're like, yeah, no, it's that house. Right. Mm -hmm. That's why I have to... I'm doing it for you. Happy Easter. I'll do it. That's a thousand out of my pocket. You got this guy's name in the report? You got this house address in that report? There was a cop at the bottom of your driveway, right? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the road there. They didn't have the address. Oh, come on. Yeah. They just said it was the end of the road. You got a call to the end of the road, right? And then nobody pointed, hey, it's right back there? Well, that's what Francisco just said. Right. I was right here there. He was popping off. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. yeah. Francisco was out there when he seen the cop and heard the gunshot. So, but no reports. So one more time, you would hear gunshots. Everybody in the neighborhood would hear gunshots. The police would be here. So when you hear the chief of police saying, we never responded to shots fired. I would say that's false. It's, they called it something else, but they, re they responded to him popping that gun. Of course. So what did you think when you're watching the news and you hear the chief say, no, we didn't ever. You know, it's like calling everybody liars. Are you a liar? No, that's what I'm saying. I was, that's what pissed me off about that. Like nobody, act like nobody even reported it. So. Here's one that could have been stopped. We found McCray's father at home. He didn't want to speak directly to camera, but he told us he didn't know his son was sick. He raised him the best he could. Mr. McCray, did, did you ever let the uh, police know that he had a weapon? I didn't know what my son had. I was not raising him either. I didn't know he had a damn gun at all. I, I wasn't raising him. You do the best you can in the day. And then if you do it, you know what's going to mind to do. I know. You know what I mean? I raised him in church. If you're good, to him, I'm going to be free in church. But the question remains, why didn't the authorities do as best they could? Did you know that with Hall Financial's new Easy Start program, you can lock your mortgage rate 2% below the current market? If you were to purchase a $250,000 home with 5% down, instead of paying $1,600 per month, you only pay $1,300 per month saving you almost $4,000 a year. See if Easy Start is a fit for you. Get started now at 866-CALL-HALL or go to callhallfirst.com. So Mayor Mike Duggan, the mayor of Detroit, or as I like to call him, the Wizard of Woodward, likes to tell us that the billionaire developers he's hooking up aren't getting hooked up at all. It's just a discount. Well, let me give you a refresher. That's the Hudson skyscraper. It's all covered in yellow paneling. That's not building Dan Gilbert. That's just putting yellow paneling up. Behind me, that parking lot, that's supposed to be a skyscraper. And behind me over here, you can't see it because it's hidden, and that's good. That skyscraper's supposed to be open. And the only people coming out today are sleepy-eyed construction workers taking naps during the work hours. All of this, 700 million of your dollars, and yes, we send them a check every year. And here's the next spot, the site of the famous failed Wayne County Jail, where they bulldoze $400 million because they don't know what the fuck they're doing in this town. So Dan Gilbert had a great idea. Why didn't you give me this property and the courthouse? and the maximum security jail, and the regular jail, and the juvenile hall jail, property worth $200 million. Give me that, give me $50 million in just-in-case money, give me $30 million for parking, and I'll give you $150 million and build you the new jail. See how that works? Well, the new jail's not ready. It's over budget, and somebody's gonna pay for it, and I bet you it ain't gonna be Dan. What am I doing in this dumpster? I'm having a look around Brush Park, described as Detroit's hottest new neighborhood. But it's not really hot, it's cold, and there's muddy vacant fields and dumpsters and million dollar condos with no drywall. This gorgeous little pearl brought to you by Dan Gilbert. Yep, we gave him the land. He promised $70 million in development, and then we gave him 23 million more. That's how it works in Detroit. They promised me rooftop terraces and greenways. And I'm just standing in a dumpster. 
the Little Caesars Arena. The taxpayer went for that one too. We kicked in $350 million. We borrowed it. So there's the interest. That's $700 million. You always got to count the interest. Oh, here comes the queue line. That cost us $250 million. Thanks, Dan. Nobody was in it. Now for that $700 million in taxpayer money, Chrissy promised to make all of this vacant lot a city within a city. And then he didn't. And that was seven years ago. So now he's back and he wants $900 million more to build some offices and other stuff to make that city in the city. And we're going to give it to him. But you should know that at the hockey arena, he doesn't share the hot dogs with the city or the parking or the jerseys. In fact, I'm told when you tip the pizza server in the arena, Chris keeps the money. Let's not forget about chemical bank Jerry Torgal. Jerry used to own a firm called the Sterling Group. His kids run it now because Jerry bought chemical bank. Irene first met Jerry when he sold the Guardian building to Bob Ficano in Wayne County for three times the appraised value. Three times the appraised value. You know what Jerry's doing now? I'll tell you what Jerry's doing now. He's shitting himself because he took Chemical Bank and merged it with another bank and now everybody's worried that their bank is gonna go under. But don't worry about it. Jerry's got an ace in the hole. He built himself a new skyscraper for a hundred million dollars. His kids built it and we got to pay 30 million of it. And guess where Jerry's new bank is headquartered? just down the road from Chrissy Illich's new publicly financed hockey arena. It's Gary. With me, it's Gary. Gary Turgow. Gary Turgow? Yeah. What'd I say? Jerry. Gary, Jerry, whatever. Motherfuckers making money. And finally, the last stop on our walk of shame is the old state fairgrounds. They used to have rodeos here and baby cows to pet. And you can still see some of the old architecture behind me. And that's supposed to be a bus terminal. The city of Detroit bought it from the state of Michigan for $7 million in the middle of bankruptcy. And then Mike Duggan turned around and sold it to Chemical Jerry. Gary. Jerry, Gary. Sold it to Chemical Jerry for $9 million. The appraised property value? about $59 million, but that's okay, because Jerry needs to make money. So he cut a $400 million deal with Amazon to build that, the fulfillment center. And you got that, a bus stop that doesn't exist. So they put everybody out there in the vacant lot with some porta-potties in the cold. In fact, uh, amongst the people, I think I see red. I, I want to just ask everybody, they supposed to gave us a $20 million new bus terminal, heat, air. This is supposed to have been done about two, three years ago. Now they're talking about another year for the building. What you think? Shitty as hell. They ain't did nothing. Nothing at all. What they said supposed to be something over there, but they ain't did nothing. You've been sitting out here in the cold for a year while we supposed to have been got $20 million bus state. As working people, our tax dollars, we should at least have our bus terminal. They got one downtown. They moved it from over there to here. So when we go get our bus terminal, we got to continue stand out here and freeze. There's people that come out here every day that I see on a daily basis going to work. Bus is late. We out here freezing in blizzards, the rain. It don't make no sense that our tax dollars is going to waste. What I'm looking at ain't no action being taken. They basically to move the old bus sheds about a thousand feet from where the old bus terminal is. Ain't a bit of goddamn construction going on. After two city council votes, $400 million deal later, this is all we get. I guess this is supposed to be the new enhanced bus terminal. As you can see, they gave some bathrooms like they said, and I guess that's the new structure to protect you from the heat and coal. And oh yeah, by the way, it's wasted money on security. Did you go to the state fair when it was here? Yeah. Which would you rather have, the Amazon yeah. building? 
Stay fair. Say no question. And with no question, the, there's too many kids out here that don't even know. This generation of kids don't even know about the state fair. So not only did they not give us what they were supposed to give us in the deal, which means nothing for the people, they also took something from us culturally, you feel? Yeah. When the state fair was up, this was a beautiful area. Now it's like dead. And now you see how the modern Detroit works. The rich get richer, the politicians get fatter, and the poor get babies. In Detroit, Charlie Duff, No Bullshit News Hour. And if the cameras do not work <laughs> in the public spots, all along the corridor, if they're going to put IA cameras in, yeah. if you're green light, if things aren't working, I recommend that you call XG Service Group <laughs> because they are experts in security cameras. How do you like that, Bernie? That was smooth. Uh, that I didn't even see that segue <laughs> coming. That was, that was good. Yeah, bravo. Uh, you don't have a cell phone, you know, but you're, you're on a laptop somewhere in there. Voice. Over what? internet. Voice. Over internet. Mm -hmm. What's P? Uh, protocol, I think. Voice over internet protocol. Basically, it's, it's internet phone service. Mm -hmm. It's uh, drive-through systems, safety systems, Wi-Fi design, construction cameras, traffic cameras, train cameras. The drive-through cameras. Yeah. I'm intrigued by yeah. those. <laughs> All structural cable. Wow. Like you, you and, and at a very reasonable price, many people, many, they do fantastically well all around this region because... They're attentive. The price point is perfect. And, uh, you know, just a, a free consultation. And the just, work ethic is there. Oh, my God. Oh my that's God. the other thing. Well, it's, it's really hard to. Well, you know, I pay attention to different things. And, it, and that work ethic is there. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it's it really is. hard to explain that. I mean, it, you know how, how office stuff goes down mm -hmm. here, man. Then you can't, mm -hmm. you can't yeah. get a hold of the Yaskovitzes. <laughs> Call Matt Yaskovitz at 734 244-5100, 734-245-4100. And again, you know, if the lights go out or the roads have holes or, you know, shot spotter or you get... To, uh, Who can I call? You can call uh, ADR, experienced. Are they ethical? Uh, they are, are, they, are they on honest, time? smart. Yep. They are experts in procurement and government compliance, information technology. Uh, they can save you and your clients. Oh, I got oh, to call them. We'll do that later about the crack house. I figure, yeah. About the, about the crack house near the school. I got to call ADR about that. Uh, listen, um, cut the red tape, reduce your costs, increase your bottom line. Call Barry Ellen Tuck at 248-318-9424 for a consultation. Call him up and get the shit fixed. Mm -hmm. And finally, when was the last time you checked your home and auto? Oh, boy. Well, I, I, tell I have someone that, that does it for me now. I... I don't, e I don't even do it. They do it. Legacy Partners now calls me. Mm -hmm. I get a call twice a year. Dude, I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I found something cheaper for you. Better insurance. Uh, what do we have? What do they do? I'm not going to look at this. Your home. Life. Your business. Auto. Life. Your automobiles. What else? Pers Medicaid. Personal property. Personal property. All of it, yeah. Anything Medicaid. Anything Motorcycle. Can, yeah. Boat. Anything that can be insured. Yeah. Submarine. Right? No, That's actually a really high premium. <laughs> Oh. Too soon, bro. Is it? Is it really? No. Nah. Call 586-209-4106 or just go to uh, their website and click the link to get started with the new quote. What is the website? Legacy Partners? Uh, Inc. It's on our Inc. site. Too. It's yeah, it's on there. our website. Mm -hmm. And what's but our I, website? Uh, NoBullshitNews.com. No, no BS no News BS Hours. We're being sabotaged from within. I figured it changed. We it's don't like, even know our website. Oh. I figured it changed just like everything else this past week. This show's got to blow because your son, he's over there slouching <laughs> in the couch. Well, got, he ain't taking his... He, you know what he's doing? He's getting updates on the submarine. <laughs> or he's calling Legacy Partners <laughs> at 586 All right, listen now. You Wait know, a minute. What? I was just moving. What'd you do? I'm what? still waiting for this. Oh, oh my God! That's what, I've been sitting here holding this all because I let wanted me, to. Wait, let me feel it. Hold it with the camera. Because I've been. She's been holding it. It's <laughs> so warm. It is a uh, next Evo. Yeah, Mark said. Mark told us about this. The, I think body was, recovery yeah, cream. And I ordered two. Deep two penetrating. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. Oh Jesus. It doesn't have a smell to it though. 
I was just. I, I want something. Was, I want something that smells medicinal. It's a deep, deep penetrating. Yeah, I knew where you're CBD in. cream. Yeah, Mark told us about it, and I forgot the twenty percent off code, so I didn't get twenty percent off, but I did buy two of these. And uh, I what is try- that? So it's deep penetrating it's, it's cream. C- it's a CBD, uh, uh, a body recovery cream. So it's supposed to be for pain. You know, I have an issue with my back from my car accident. So I wanted to give it a try. You know, when Mark says something, I believe it. So it's I'm, a topical yeah. cream. It's a topical cream. Um, I think I'm also going to try the stress. There um, you go. If yeah. in fact <laughs> I can remember the twenty percent off code. Yeah, that code is no BS. No nope, BS. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was playing with it. I was like, what was it? So. Okay. Yes. So it's next a, Evo, right? Next yes. Evo. Okay. So what's CBD again? It's the cannabis yeah. something something derivative. No, we yeah, got we got to be it better. Doesn't, on it this. doesn't have the THC. Um, so it's the the non drug component um, that's supposed to have non psychoactive. Yeah, yeah, that's supposed uh-huh. to have medicinal um, uh, qualities and and impact. A lot of people take it. You know, they put it on their body. They use it in so many different forms, in the form of gummies and all all type of products. And people say that it really helps. And so, when it doesn't have the negative um, impact and outcome that your typical pharmaceutical drugs would have. So, Mark, you you use the products. They have many of them. I have, yeah. And to help you sleep. Yes, because it's got uh, melatonin in it, mm-hmm. fast acting to knock you out, time release to keep you out, while the CBD keeps you going so you wake up refreshed i like it i mean i've used it and then you mentioned they have the stress yeah i'm gonna try the the stress because i can't do melatonin it gives me a headache here's a question um if you take it yes sir orally um can you take it will you test positive for thc if you like no i don't think so but it doesn't have thc i'm not a doctor boom it doesn't have thc (laughs) thank you say say mark do your homework man all right. <laughs> All right. Now let, let me do this. I got a lot of this is fix. we got you know just down the way from Hamtramck and just down the way from Highland Park is a Bowery Hotel for wayward and lost and lonely men called the Normandy, and where comedians. Red is and 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 <laughs> over the hill comedians, where Red lives and does Facebook lives and does Facebook lives instead of showing up to the show. <laughs> And um, Excuse me. he's prepared, I think, quite a, quite a lovely little piece about life at the Normandy. Has he not? He has. I, I really like this one. Let, let's, 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 let's. You know what? I bet this is so good. Red's like, I killed it, man. I fuck, I got to go to work. Man, I killed it. I need a day off, man. Fucking scream at people and shit. Everybody, come and buy me $2 drinks. Perfect stranger. Come on down. $2 shots. <laughs> Put me out the house Roll on divorce for less for 50 cents. No phone, all I know is what I got. No pet, started from the bottom. Ain't now. got no cigarettes, uh, but two hours of pushing broom by the eight by twelve, four bedroom. I'm a man of means, by no means, king of the world. One of the biggest problems I found here at the Normandy is maintenance and how fast, fast stuff is getting fixed. I mean, I'm not shitting on them, not trying to down them. They do do their job, whatnot, but they just not as good as the old maintenance man Ken was. Damn it, I miss our old maintenance man. This damn bathroom been down for almost two weeks now, and I guarantee you if he was here, this shit would have been fixed by now. You've never seen a problem that wasn't immediately addressed. New maintenance crew, they doing the best they can, but they just ain't a kin. Ken cared about these residents here. He kept us in place. He made sure we didn't want for anything. Just a fresh guy, man. He just gave everybody their fresh shape. He wasn't trying to mess up with nobody. That's all from my experience, you know? Ken was an outstanding guy. The Normandy is a rough place, filled with a lot of good people. The problem is, though, a lot of good people can't survive in a rough place. And Ken, unfortunately, was one of those folks that got caught up in a rough moment. We begin here at five with a deadly shooting, sparking a massive manhunt inside a Detroit hotel. I was here and seen the aftermath of the murder that took place here with the maintenance man, Ken, bless his fucking soul, he was a good dude. Yeah, I had just moved back from Tennessee. And when I got in, 
That was the breaking news. This was a tenant and a dispute over a tenant being evicted and the victim now a longtime beloved maintenance man here. So what happened was the day that Ken got killed, he was going to collect some past rent from one of the tenants on the second floor, room 230. When he knocked on the door, apparently the young man had some mental issues or problems going on and he pretty much shot out the door. Ken then turned around to run down the staircase that was right behind him and the young man followed in pursuit, shooting at him. And he grazed him with a bullet, which in turn made Ken fall on the landing. And the young man caught up to him and stood over him and proceeded to kill him kind of execution style. I tried to go to him, but he wouldn't let me go. You know, it's just, it's, it's tragic. I looked out my window and I could see the police all along, wouldn't you know? Uh, I didn't know that he was murdered, though, until I looked a little further out my window and I seen homicide walking around. You know who they are, them detectives, you know who they are. And I suddenly realized that Ken was murdered. After he had shot Ken, he had ran to his mother's house, which was a few blocks away from here. And I guess he just sat down and partied and stuff, but the police eventually went there to get him and he had committed suicide. My experience here at the Normandy has opened my eyes to all different types of life, types of people, and situations that people go through. And Ken was one of them guys caught in a moment where he ran across a young man apparently dealing with his own demons. And unfortunately, he lost his life behind it. And unfortunately, this place lost a really caring individual who was always about giving people a place to stay that they could be safe, that was clean, and operated like it should. Had a rough job, and that guy did him the way he did him. He shouldn't have did that. He was a good guy, and I wish he was still around to keep Normandy alive. Here's to you, Ken. Right across from Pulaski Elementary and Middle School is a dope house. That's where all the white folks go and take their drugs. Get high? <laughs> and get high with them. Bunch of junkies? <laughs> right, right across from the school? Right across from the school. The little school that tries probably could, if somebody would, give them a hand. So if you could talk to the mayor by having a little attention in your neighborhood, what would you tell them? And I tell him you need to clean up this uh, area, you know, get the drugs out. The, the houses on the corner is bad, especially around school, because it says right there, you know, oh. you know drug, drug free. Oh, jeez. <laughs> drug free school zone <laughs> on this side of the fence. When it comes to the neighborhoods, the mayor says don't believe the media. I'm telling you, beautiful neighborhoods are spreading across the city. Don't pay attention to what the media says down from Midtown, not the neighborhoods. Go off the freeway and drive through these neighborhoods. You cannot believe. But we're the media. Take a look at the neighborhood. Pulaski's a drug-free school zone, Taj. Mm -hmm. What's that? A drug house. A drug house. Mm -hmm. Next to your school. Mm -hmm. And yeah, what do you think of that? Horrible. Just horrible. We've been asking the mayor for years to clean up the neighborhood around the school. Does that look cleaned up? How long have you been waiting for that to come down? Oh, uh, about 10 years, so. And then they moved the babies in two years ago? Oh, uh, yeah, because it was a dark school over there. Then they changed it back to an elementary school. But they forgot to take the houses down before they moved the babies in. Oh, uh, right, correct. Do you like living next to this? Oh, uh, no, every day, you know, people in and out of there all the time. Junkies? <laughs> yeah. What time they start coming? All day, because they got a suitcase and everything with them, like they're moving in. Don't get stuck with no needle. Well, it's all their winter stuff. You know, they packing it away for the summertime. Won't be needing this till the fall. Oh, look. Call your bail bond. Agent right here. Says, the bail bond paperwork. 140 cash. Bail bonds. Junior goes to school here? Yes, sir. It's a good school. Yeah, for sure. What about just at the dope house? His mother went there. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Did you go to school with... 
needles in the garage? Oh man, yeah, they fooling. Nah, that ain't good at all. So, what you want to tell the mayor? Tear it down ASAP. Tear it down now. These kids can't live like that. They shouldn't be having to be around this kind of stuff. Yeah, my kids not around this. No, and it's not a bad neighborhood either. So yeah, this, this got to go. Oh, this is that. What does some kid come out here and play get stuck with? And that's what they'd probably do. Coming back and forth to school, some of the kids walk to school by themselves. This woman works in the school. Unbelievably, she wants her identity and her voice disguised because she's afraid of losing her job for pointing out this sin. People are in and out all day during times, you know, we're in school and the kids are out. So it's, it's a hazard. You can see all the weeds. It's horrible that my, you know, that the scholars have to come past this. These kids need this down. This is a hazard. They have to walk past each and every day. It's sickening. This is an outrage. It's an outrage. Bail bonds tickets laying there and opioid pamphlets and you, you name it. Yeah. Come on. This here's Ray. He showed us another dope house just a block away. Off my property, man. Is this yours? Yes, I own this. You do? Yes, yes, sir. The new residents weren't happy to see us. You don't own this fucking house. I do own this house. No, the fuck you don't, man. Y'all fucking crackheads, man. Ray wasn't happy with his new neighbor. I don't want to be recorded, brother. We down in the neighborhood, man. Y'all tear down the neighborhood, man. So Taj, a young man on his way, makes the greatest point of all. If we expect our flowers to bloom, they deserve a little water and a little attention. So look right in there for all the people that have all the power, that make all the decisions, and speak up for your people, your classmates, yourself, and tell them what you want. Take down the drug house, please. In the land of the lost, Charlie Leduff. No bullshit news. Just update real quickly. The the crack house, mm -hmm. 50 feet from the school that, you know, we've from reported police. on. You can go online. You can look at that. Made it my business. Uh, that, that fucker's coming down. You can believe me that mm -hmm. thing's coming down. I now know that the house isn't owned by one Maurice Johnson anymore. He bought it from the Detroit Land Bank, and the Detroit Land Bank finally took it back because he didn't fix it. It's owned by the Detroit Land Bank. Wow. Come on. Okay? A fucking crack house across from a school, and we promised it'd be taken out. So I called the mayor's office. I, I go, look, let's talk to his guy. And I said, let's, let's, let's not fight. Let's, mm -hmm. let's just get this done. Mm -hmm. Now, there's two things we could do. One, the mayor's got all the power in the world, Right? That can go to the front of the line. That can be condemned right. for public health reasons, mm -hmm. for emergencies for kids. They're not in school now. You could take it down. They don't got to breathe the shit. Right. They don't got to play by a hole. You could do it. Look at the needles here. Mm. You could do that. Or I can buy it. Mm -hmm. I will buy it. There's three grand in back taxes that are owed. I will ask our friends. We'll get it paid. To help me. Mm -hmm. Pay the back tax because somehow you got to do that. I don't know why. All right. You have to do that. And then I know some licensed <laughs> demolition contractors who have graciously offered mm -hmm. to tear it down for free for the kids. So. What was the response? I've gotten none. Really? What? I've gotten none. I, it was it was 20, 30 hours ago. But, you know. That's a no brainer, though, Charlie. To me, that's a no-brainer. And now I'm getting ministers calling me. They, they want to protest the shit out of this. Yeah. Right. I will take it. I will clean it up. I will donate the property to the neighbor. I will give it back to the city. I will give it to the school. We aren't giving it back to the city. We will give it to the school or the neighbors. We're not giving it back to the city. And we have to give it to the neighbors, right? Yeah, we'll do that. But I'm not, because I'll help, but I'm not giving it back because to the city. Because that could be used as a, as a place, a safe place for the bus to pull for the kids to get it. Right now, there's a bunch of fucking needles and, and opioid junkies from the suburbs. I went over, I went over, uh, mm -hmm. what's today? Thursday? Thursday? Yesterday. And the steel gate on the mm -hmm. front, there's a steel gate in the front of the house. That was closed, but it was open, and you could see the ghouls walking back and forth. Oh, and in the city, provided plastic trash bins, was neatly packaged, 
hefty bags, plastic bags full of their fucking trash overflowing. So at least they're keeping their crack house nice and they expect city services and yet the city can't find it in their heart. Look at this shit. It's a fucking jungle. This is this fucking sexual. Look at all those trees. That's See that door right there? They, they, got, they got a key to the door. <laughs> Upstairs, they took the board off the window because when up they're smoking this shit, it gets too hot. But that shouldn't be overgrown like that. Anyway, see that garage right there? The door is now torn off. Wow. And it's right across see the, the kids? From the school. Look, look at the kids. That's, oh my God. Yeah. It's not Come good. on, man. Where's the safe route? Do the right thing. Where's aside, the safe Aside from doing the right thing, it's a political win. I mean, you would think that would appease them or that might be a no, motivation. Because instead, we're they're unveiling murals and, oh, you know, new parks uh, across the city. Though That's all I hear about our mules and parks. Just do this because I, I was looking. Remember the uh, Safe Ways to School program? Safe Routes hmm. to School. Safe, mm -hmm. I Google that. Do mm -hmm. Detroit school children, safe route, blight, mm -hmm. demolition, and watch what pops up. Every year during mm -hmm. a state of the city or the Mackinac Convention to get a new $10 million program, bullshit. Because yeah. this is what the city looks like. But that's not fair. And residents should not accept this. Because this is, this is not just the only one, Charlie. This is one that you're Let's, talking about. You're right. Let's not call them residents. Let's call mm -hmm. them people. Well, okay, but I'm saying people. But, no, but no, and it's important. Well, okay, but they, they Humanize it. It human, is human. Constituents, residents, babies. Babies. I would never. I'm thinking adults, ever. Charlie. They should not accept this. But you know what? They, they've been trying for decades. But have they really? Yes, they have. But Charlie. I, well, no, don't butt me. I'll tell you why the city used to burn. To get this shit out of their neighborhood. They tried everything. I see them, Karen. You, Charlie, they go to I city know, council. I, I understand that. But what I'm saying well, no, is. I'm, I'm not done with my fucking rant. Okay. <laughs> I'm not done with my rant. Then rant. No way. They have tried. No, you can't blame it. You can't blame it on adults with a, a political body that does not listen to them. Where, where do they turn? I'm calling up. Okay. I know. Now, now, can I say something? Yes, ma'am. All right, thank you. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good, Charlie. Okay. I, I understand the passion behind this. I got that. But think about what you just said when you talked about the mayor in Chicago and that that issue of crime and her inability or unwillingness to resolve that issue was what did not get her through the primary. So that in itself, to me, is a reason why stop upholding somebody who's not upholding their commitment to this neighborhood. So that's what I, I mean. I've been all around this great big country, all around it. Mm -hmm. Many, many, many of the biggest cities. I've never seen that. That doesn't happen in L.A. That does not happen in Brooklyn. That does not happen in Chicago. True. Not one fucking neighborhood have I ever seen that. That is the scarlet letter. And again, talking to parents, yeah. they don't know what to do. And that's unacceptable. So what I'm saying is for the, for the people that keep saying that this is the comeback city and that this administration is doing such a great job and we're better off now than we were 5, 10, 20 years ago, stop saying that when things like this exist. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. And I say to the Detroit media... That is your submarine. Yeah. That kind of thing. Find it. Because we're, we're sinking. And it's imploded. Hello, everyone. It's James Harvey, NBN News Weather Guy. And you've heard a lot of talk about Chinese weather balloons being sighted over the city of Detroit. Well, I'm here to tell you there's no need to panic because we're conducting an experiment. Now, flat earthers have a theory that the earth is flat, so I would think that I would be able to see my house from here, but I can't. So we decided to send one of our crack intern reporters up in a hot weather balloon to see if they could see it from up there because at that point, they should be over the curvature of the earth. So... Some young guy, what do you have? 
Well, indeed, James, the earth is round and I can see your house. However, wait a second. It, it looks as though they're breaking into your house. What? What do you mean they're robbing my house? Wait, wait. They're, they're pointing at me. What? What are they pointing? They're point. They have guns, James. They have guns. Some young guy, get down! Get down! They didn't teach me how to take it down. They only taught me how to go up. Oh no! They're shooting at me. Oh god! Oh jeez! Mayday! 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 I have been hit. Mayday! I'm calling you an ambulance. I don't have 45 minutes for an ambulance. This is Detroit. Oh my god! The humanity! The humanity! Well, that's it. The 4th of July, very special, best of the no bullshit news hour. We'll see you live in downtown Detroit next week. And this is Sock Puppet Charlie reminding everybody, God bless America.